what's going on everybody i'm your host cam and i'm sitting here with my lovely wife also host. also the host vicky <laughs> welcome back to another episode of everything is we because everything is we baby. everything is we today we are here with another episode this is the second round round two round two take two of the podcast all right and this time we're gonna be talking about something that everybody wants us to talk about well i wanted to talk about it too because i feel like it's not something that's commonly talked about one in the um christian culture and also i just feel like there's so much secrecy around sex so i feel like we should just we should just dive right in <laughs> delve delve um and i'm just gonna give a preface i'm just gonna let y'all know right now i'm a little bit childish and i like to make that's what she said jokes so i feel like there's gonna be a lot of those in this episode i apologize in advance but my michael scott is gonna come out at some point so uh sorry so today we're talking about sex um this is something that i feel like a lot of people don't have enough clarity on because it's not talked about enough mm. I mentioned in a Instagram story the other day, um, somebody asked me about um, how was I able to keep my purity until marriage. And anytime people ask me this question, I used to give very vague answers um, to avoid just going into the whole spiel because I feel like I'm either a cut and dry person, like I give you a one word answer, or I'm going to go all the way in and tell you my whole life story so <laughs> I can explain. And I never really have the time to explain so this is this is what this podcast is for, um, for me to go all the way in. So um, to answer that question, I feel like we people equate purity and virginity and make that the same thing. And that's not it's not the same thing. Those are two different words. Um, and I think we need to clarify that because it has connect. It has connections well yeah they are in the same category of word it has connections yeah but but, but it's but not the same it's not the purity same thing. and virginity are not the same yes and so i think that's important to but understand they're both held in high regard they are in christian culture yes not to say that virginity doesn't matter i don't want i don't want you to think that by what i'm about to explain but virginity does matter but i think purity matters more and i think purity is not talked about enough in its entirety because people only consider your purity to be just the actual sex you know what i mean um but there's so many different aspects to purity that people don't talk about or at least people aren't they're shy to talk about it or i, I don't know but i just feel like it's not talked about enough to where you really understand what the whole point of keeping your virginity is you know because we just say oh well, don't have sex till marriage but what about all of the other stuff that go into like your sexuality as a person, you know what I mean? It's not just having the sex. There's like all of the things that lead up to sex that nobody talks about too. Right. So keeping your conversations pure, your thoughts, let's start there. Yeah. Your, your thoughts. How do you deal thoughts with thoughts? Pure? Yeah. Like, like the Bible says, how can a young man keep his way pure or how can a young person keep their way pure by taking heed to the word of God. Like I, I said this on one of my Instagram lives. If you have been reading your Bible every day or fasting and praying and, and staying before the Lord, it's very, very difficult to think perverted thoughts. Yeah, that's true. 
if the people you hang around and the music you listen to and the the people you follow on Instagram are all showcasing uh, a sense of perversion. Let's just be, let's just let's just be clear. I know people don't want to talk about that because you you know folks want to stand in their power and their sexuality and okay, that's cool if you're not a believer, right? But if you're a believer, we have to die to ourself, right? And and sometimes that means denying our sensuality, our sexual desires, our wants, our uh, urges. For a season. It doesn't mean forever. It just means for a season. Because just like there are rules and laws, like the law of gravity, mm-hmm. what goes up must come down. Right. There are laws in the kingdom principles in the kingdom that we have to follow and if you stay within the confines of those principles it can be beautiful yeah and it is beautiful you know not to make a long story short but we'll we'll get into we'll go more into detail but now being you know coming up on seven years of marriage next week like sex now is way more beautiful than it was. It hits when <laughs> different. It literally hits different, but it it's it's like it. You you just you just really 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 have to understand that God designed sex for marriage. I'll use me. I, I like to use a lot of examples. I use me for it for an in, for instance. Okay. <laughs> And my wife will probably laugh. She'll laugh at this. I'm going to laugh this whole episode. She'll laugh at this. Okay. I love basketball. I love golf. And during the seasons where I can't play golf and basketball, I have a basketball hoop in the kitchen. Some of you that watch our vlogs may see it. And I bring some of my golf clubs in the house during the winter season so I can, you know, practice work on my swing. Now, my house is a gym. The house basically. was not designed for me to run around the house playing basketball and swinging a golf club. And when I bring something out of a sphere or place where it is designed, like when I bring the basketball in the house and I'm playing in the house, number one, it's not the same. No. And number two, my wife appreciates those sports more when I play them in the, in the areas where they were designed. And sometimes we can bring our own definitions. We can bring our own uh, ideas in the house and play house. Mm. If you, y'all going to be mad at me again. (laughs) If you are not married and you are, Sleeping with your boyfriend and girlfriend. Uh Uh-oh. Or you're sleeping around in general. And you're a Christian. You profess Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You are playing house. You are making room for the enemy to step in. You are putting yourself in a compromising position. Oh, my God. Because, like, like, let's just be real. Let's just be very, very clear. Okay. When 
I'm living in my parents' house. I have less of a desire to do what is wrong. I particularly did because I, I very, very much was scared of getting caught. <laughs> You're good. Now, when I moved away and went to college and there's nobody, there's no human being leading me, guiding me, directing me, watching me, uh, looking at text messages, monitoring me. And I'm left to do what I believe is right in my own eyes. I did what I wanted to do. And in doing what I wanted to do, there was a season in my life where I was like, bruh, sex is like, it's, you do it and you're like, dang, like that, that's what it was. Because I, I expressed something with someone who I had no intentions on spending the rest of my life with. And I did it outside of marriage. Also, I'm about to, there's, there's several ways we can break off into this. What people try to do is, and I, I've said this before to, to various people. Oh, I can't wait to be married to you. I can't wait to see what it feels like to be married to you. And trying to talk like low-key spiritual so to get away can... with doing sexual activities. Using because, it as like a crutch or something. Yeah. Like like a way to spit game as a as a Christian guy. Man, I wonder what it'd be like to just to spend the night with you. And then do it anyway. And and like talking like that and then like yeah i wonder what it would be like to be with you too and i mean if you're gonna talk about it you might as well do it you might as well and you're not put your money where your mouth is you know what i'm saying and then also because people are slick today people will say that they're a virgin but you've done everything except penetration but that was me though you're you're in my business <laughs> i <laughs> I was in the same boat. I we told both, people we both was it's like, oh yeah, I'm a virgin, but like, you didn't, you didn't gave head, you didn't got head. We just gonna go to. Can we just be real? You didn't gave head, you didn't got head. Watching porn you, every day. You didn't watched all kinds of porn all day. You didn't let people fondle body parts. At that point, it's like, why? What are you holding on to still? Like, that's the point that I had got to, and that that was me. By the time I got to college, which is why I started trying to wild out because like I had gotten to a point where it's like, well, I'm holding on to something that really isn't even there anymore because the purity of me being a virgin, even though I am technically a virgin, the purity is gone. So without the purity, the virginity means nothing. It doesn't mean anything. Now it's just a physical, a physical fact instead of like an emotional and mental because the thing about sex is you have to be. You have to be vulnerable, not just physically, but emotionally and mentally. Well, if you've already exposed yourself emotionally and mentally, then the physical part, that might as well go too. You're already halfway there. <laughs> Once you get to a certain point, you can't stop. Your mind doesn't let you because it's like when you get, it's like how they explain people who have um, addictions to drugs and stuff. Like the first time it was just weed. But then it's like, well, I want something stronger than that. So you go for something stronger. Because like you're always time. trying to chase that high. Right. So it's like, okay, you may not have had sex the first time you were exposed to something. But that first exposure grows and builds into something else. So it's like, you may not have thought about losing your virginity. But your mind is already headed in that direction as soon as you start allowing yourself to be exposed to things that you weren't supposed to be exposed to. And sometimes it's not even your fault. But still, you have to have um, 
the ability to stop yourself when you know you're going too far. You know what I mean? I didn't stop myself. So I kept going. Or you have to you have to be in a place spiritually where you know you've gone too far. Some people you don't know that you've some gone too far. Some people don't know. But some people do know. Especially some people do know. Especially if you're always asking, is this a sin? Is this a sin? Is this a sin? Then you are, you know. You're convicted. You're convicted. Yeah, you're convicted. So the fact that you're even asking means that you should probably stop. <laughs> if you have to ask if something is a sin, then that don't do it. That's what that means. Just don't. That like just stop yourself cuz you already worried. And that guilt is going to like the guilt started before you actually did it because you asked the question. So then the guilt is going to be worse if you do it. So it's like you might as well slow yourself down. I also think another thing that uh, trips up adolescence or even, you know, those of you that may be in your 20s and you're still single and you're trying to, you know, figure out you try to experiment because you want to be good at sex for your your potential yeah. spouse. And that that's, I feel like, an issue that comes from not somebody not telling you the importance of waiting. Like, you want to find answers because nobody's explained anything to you. And I'm not sure exactly at what point you're supposed to be explained those things so that you don't. Because I can't sit up here and say, it's my parents' fault that. I was at 13 years old Googling images. Like, I mean, that's not their fault. They were trying to protect me. So the fact that they didn't explain everything was them protecting me, right? A lot of people question it's like, okay, if the church has been doing it wrong, if our parents have been doing it wrong and not explaining enough to us and giving us the opportunity to make smarter decisions by explaining more, like how much are they supposed to explain? Because at some point it's like, you can only say so much before you become a stumbling block. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I mean, it's tough. I mean, I we don't have children yet, um, but I definitely think about that. Like, right. even, even being a youth pastor, it's like, okay, sometimes we had 12-year-olds in youth ministry. Right. Um, and I remember growing up, you know, being a PK and, you know, I couldn't wait to be 12 and then I couldn't wait to be 13. But they let me in youth ministry earlier. Really, it was 13 and up. But I got in at 12 because I was mature. Uh, and so and so me being mature at 12 is even totally different than the generation now being 12. And you they literally they were born with devices. So like right. Nine times out of 10, they have seen some kind of pornographic image. It's Yeah. Or they've heard a sexually explicit song. So it's like, at at what point do we start explaining to even, you know, tweens, as they say, and preteens, when do we start talking to them about sex? And what's the appropriate way to go about, like, how do you explain it in a way that doesn't make it enticing? You know what I mean? Right. But also don't make it sound like you're going to hell. You know? Right. Because I think, I think that's what it's like, Certain parents feel like I don't want to talk to you about the birds and the bees, as they say. Um, what birds and what bees? <laughs> I don't want to talk to you about that because I don't want to open up your mind to curiosity. Um, but we curious anyway. I don't think that the scare tactics work either. 
because no, in my case, I'm a college student. An individual comes to my room and she takes, she starts taking her clothes off. I, I'm not scared of the video that I saw in youth ministry anymore. <laughs> You're not cause you look at what's my, in front of you. My body is doing something. Right. I mean, all of that stuff I didn't seen. What and, and and what do I do in that moment? You exactly. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, afterwards, was I scared? Absolutely. Because you'd feel guilty. You're right. You know, how, how do, do you we prevent? have that the balance of explaining or opening up or having open dialogue? Because and I will say this, when I would come home from college and, you know, my dad asked me blatantly, he was like, don't lie. And I was like, no, sir, I'm no longer a virgin. And then he he began to open up and talk to me about things. And I was like, man, like, why didn't you tell me this before? <laughs> but it was like, thank you. Yeah. It was like, man, thank like now I have I have this this knowledge right. that I, I wasn't necessarily equipped with before. Or he could have told me and then I still may have gone out and yeah. done whatever. But the fact that I was equipped at a greater level helps. You know what I'm saying? That's why I tell parents today, like be open with your children like be be honest with your children about your experiences yeah and and don't make it super scary and like you're gonna put them make them be on punishment or or whoop them because they're having feelings and they're they're going through things in their body that you know they don't know like so just open up my parents were really open with me too after i'd already done stupid stuff they didn't know how much i knew until i knew too much I mean, we could just be real. I was exposed to porn at a very young age. I I had been curious from like age nine, nine or 10. And by the time they got to me (laughs) to talk to me about stuff, I had already seen so much that they were like, how do you know about this? Like, how do you know? And I'm like, internet? So, (laughs) so like they in turn were open and honest with me and it gave me so much clarity on, even I feel like things that they went through when they were younger, followed followed me like almost like generational curse kind of thing but not really but that's kind of what it was no i mean it's 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 literally like the things that your parents have gone through right that they either have dealt with or haven't dealt with all the way we are they follow we will fight similar battles exactly and i think they didn't realize that until i had already i was already halfway through the dough the openness that my parents did give me when they gave it to me helped me to put two and two together and understand, okay, this is why I need to do better because what they went through, I don't want that to happen to my kids in the future. So I, that was always in the back of my head. But at the same time, I still made the, the decisions. When I, once I met you, it was over. I was like, ah, ah, ah. There are so many layers to the onion when it right. when it comes to purity um sexual immorality virginity because some people may feel well i had a terrible experience and this is what happened to me and i was sexually assaulted so like i'm not a virgin but right. but purity is still for you to me that's why i said purity is more important to focus on because your purity can be restored through prayer mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you know purity can be restored um and i've experienced that most more than one time <laughs> you know you get to a certain point and you're like i don't want to be like this anymore or i don't want to have these you know these thoughts anymore because it's affecting me in a negative way so then you d- decide to change your mind literally like change your mind 
the way you think it's everything starts in your thoughts you decide to change your thoughts obviously your virginity can never be restored but at the same time that's not that's why i feel like that that shouldn't be the focus and then also be very clear you can't restore your purity on your own no not on your own god does the restoring exactly but what i think we often fail to do is is get some solid people around you or accountability. Yeah. You're a youth key. pastor or a youth minister or, or friends, family, whoever it is that's going to help you and hold you accountable. Get those kind of people around you. So you can have real open, honest and transparent conversations with them to say, Hey, I'm feeling the heat. Right. I'm, I need help. Listen, this boy is fine. And yeah. And that can't be, you know what I'm saying? It can't be your significant other. And I think that's one of the reasons right. why we kept, we failed up. because we would talk we to failed. each other. Yeah, because we thought that we could hold each other hold each other accountable for something like, we both struggling with. Like that on. ain't like I, I don't even think I think at some point we was like trying not to do stuff. And yeah, then, we would like, but then send each other stuff on Tumblr. Tum- oh my God, Tumblr! Tumblr we was, both had to get off Tumblr. Tumblr was, was the amazing. devil. We that's the problem that we had. I feel like because you, you were cannot, the only. You cannot be your boyfriend and girlfriend or fiance's no. accountability partner when it comes to sex that didn't work we we tried that that we're just letting Stop you know that it. does not work okay you need Stop somebody it. else outside of the person that you're attracted you are going to going to fail you are going to fail you we, are we, setting yourself we didn't well, how are you we feeling tried, we tried that didn't work i'm just so horny me too i can't, I can't wait to see you yeah like bruh no <laughs> Get some people around you, some solid people that's going to help you yeah. and hold you accountable and pray for you and, and pull up on you. And do practical things like put blocks on your computer and they only got the password and can't. You know what I mean? Like if yeah. you need somebody to do something like that, then that's what you need to do. Weekly check-ins, daily check-ins. How we doing today? How we doing today? Right. And, and that's yeah. that's something that um, when people ask me about boundaries, boundaries are not an one-size-fits-all thing. And that's what I don't like that people preach is like, these are the boundaries you need to have and you need to do this and do this because because this is what works. And it's like not everybody needs the same amount of boundaries. Right. right, right. Some people need more boundaries than others. Um, so don't think that, you know, um, what we did is how because obviously we didn't do right. But <laughs> what we did it was going to work for you because it might not. You know, just because we married and happy doesn't mean that us slipping up wasn't an issue because it was. You know what I mean? Because I think some right. people see success and then they say, whatever they did to get their success, that's what I'm going to do. That's what I always say. You see the glory. Yes. You see the they glory, reality, but you don't know their story. You don't know what they've gone through. You don't know no. what they've walked through. In reality. You know, their struggles, their you know proclivities, their downfallings. You don't know. Right. You just, you just don't know. Right. And, and in reality, me and Cam have a great sex life now, but we I was struggling the whole first year or two of our marriage. And it was all because I hadn't really given myself back to God and and actually like got my mind right. So just because we got married and it worked out doesn't mean I was okay. It wasn't just like, oh, well, we're married. So that's not a problem anymore. Impure thoughts will follow you wherever you go. It don't matter what what your relationship status is like. If you're not pure before marriage, you can be pure, not pure in marriage, too. Like that doesn't just go away. And I feel like that's another issue is like people idolize marriage because it's like the end of the struggle. It's like this is and the it's end not, of it's the, not the case. It's the end of my um, 
Lust will still Lustful. be after you if you're married. Yes, and you lust will still be attracted to other women when you're married. You will still have sexual desires when you're married. Outside of your marriage, if you're addicted to porn before you're married, you'll be and addicted you get to porn married, marriage. marriage is not a cure for all of your sexual immoralities. No, it's not. It so. actually amplifies it and makes it worse. And then you be acting like, well, I don't know why I want to do X, Y, and Z when I have my husband laying right here next to me. Why do I want something outside of him? And it's like, because you ain't your mind ain't pure. You're going to always want yep. something you can't have. I have a husband. I can have sex with him as much as I want to, but I don't want to have sex with him. Now I want to go watch some porn and, and do it myself. Like that don't make sense. Right. But it's because my, I left because it, my mind open called, to whatever. It's called perversion. Yeah. So it's, it's going to take something that's supposed to be one way Wickedness. and twist it. Literally, if you have ever seen a wicker tree, your grandmama probably had one of these chairs. And wicker chairs, they take the wicker tree branches and twist them together to to make those chairs. That's what wickedness is. It takes what is true and twists and perverts it. That's right. wickedness. Is this so. recording? Uh, sorry if the audio and the visual technical weren't synced for a second. We uh, had a technical difficulty, but we're back. It's okay. We we're back. learning. We're learning. You know, still working with our set. And everything. So. Yeah, we 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 good, we good, we good. Okay. Sorry, we wanted to start off this next segment uh, talking about communication with your spouse in relations to sex. A lot of my followers um, were asking me to talk about like the like the positive part of it, but also how to navigate um, going into your sex life with your partner that you're now married to. Um, and how to, how to do that in a way that isn't weird because you've been taught for so long not to do it. So now when you can do it, how does it, how do you make it not weird? It ties into love languages. Right. Because I remember like, and I remember this vividly because I was like, dude, you were such a jerk in that moment. We what were, did I do? We were at, I'm talking about myself. Oh. We were at, we were outside of our friend's apartment. And it was chilly and we were waiting for them. We was about to go on a double date. We was waiting for them to come out. And like you wanted to hug me and like you just wanted to be like, you know, hug me and, and hold me while we were waiting for them standing outside. And at that particular point, like I'm not a touchy person. And I was like, like, no, like and like I I literally I look back on them like, dude, you were such a jerk. Like that was so Oh, rude. I don't remember that. Yeah, like I I was like, dude, like Oh, it's okay. I felt I feel terrible looking back on it now because now I'm way more of a touchy feely person than I ever was yeah six years ago right you know what I'm saying so over time time has helped so that's one and intimacy intimacy is not sexual yes that's another thing that has helped out a lot I think um learning how to be verbally intimate as opposed to just like touching and because I'm a touchy person so that's how I communicate but I've had learned I've had to learn how to be more intentional about my words and how I express myself verbally as well as um, emotional intimacy spiritual intimacy like those all tie together and that's I what I feel like is the beauty of marriage because when you're with somebody for life you get the opportunity to explore all of those intimacies together to create the big bang it's not like if we were just dating and hanging out because we like each other and then we have sex and it's like oh 
yay. <laughs> it's like a little bitty, okay. But then like now that we have like deep intellectual conversations, like we may be talking about something just like real basic, like the bills we got to pay. And just, you know, that intimacy of like working through issues. And I mean, all of that works together because then for some reason that just be turning me on. I'd be like, wow, he's talking about something. So yeah, like, business savvy. And like, you know what I mean? Like handling your business and, and expressing fellas, expressing how you really feel. Cause we're such like containers. Mm -hmm. My dad says something that was so powerful to me years and years ago. And he said, son, he said, women are carriers because you guys have a womb. That's what makes you a woe man. A womb man. You're a man with a womb. I know that sounds crazy, but, but that's just that's just the fact. But men, we're not carriers, but we can be containers. We hold stuff, we we put it in the container and we like set it off on the side and we try to forget about it. And like every now and then it'll come up, it'll it'll peek its head out that container, and you like, dog, man, like you really like so you're struggling. So you got a whole warehouse in your mind. <laughs> of containers yeah. and stuff that you have compartmentalized. compartmentalized that you have not expressed to anyone let alone your wife and obviously there's some things that you know we're carrying the weight of that we can't necessarily express immediately to our wives but at some point you have to express that you have to open up you have to let your wife in because your wife can't be a help meet if she don't know what she need to help you with right but that that emotional release you see where I'm going with this that emotional release my god leads to a greater hmm? sexual release come can I get an amen come on somebody because it's like now you've expressed vulnerability to me in another way that enhances the vulnerability that we already are engaging in right so it's like the vulnerability is on all on all playing fields. It's not just on the sexual level, but we've also been emotionally vulnerable, spiritually vulnerable, you know, financially vulnerable. Go down the list. It's like all of those vulnerabilities build up the love that we have for one another. That's mm -hmm. how you end up falling more in love with the person you're with. That's why I feel like, like I love you more now than I did when we first got married because there's so much more vulnerability that we've exposed each other to in that time. So it's like now we've built up so much emotion together that when we do have sex, sorry if that was loud, <laughs> but that's how I feel about it. <laughs> it hits different. Because before we was just like, we was just doing it because we, we were like we really liked each like, other. I, I we were just kind of going through it, the motions. Yeah, it was like marriage. Okay, I put this marriage here, robotics. This here. Yes, it was very autopilot. Marriage robotics, like oh okay. This is what we do when we like feeling each other. You we know, just do been, this. It's been every other day. Uh, we didn't do it the last two days, so I guess it's time today. <laughs> I guess it's, it's time. Tonight. You know and what I'm saying? Not, like, it's not like we weren't attracted to each other. Of course we were attracted, but it's like we didn't have any – we had a foundation, and that's it. There was no layers to our relationship yet for us to, like, really feel each other. I don't even know how to explain that. Yeah. I there mean – There's no depth. 
I mean, you can't go deep if there's no depth. You can't dive in the kiddie pool. You gonna bust? Pastor Mike said it. You gonna bust? Pastor Mike said it. You can't Um, dive in the kiddie pool. But yeah, I mean, intimacy has layers, right? And it takes time. It takes time. That's the thing. Time is the key. It takes time, and it takes it takes effort. You have to have a desire to to want to know more about your spouse, Mm -hmm. to want to, you know, if every time I see you, I just want to have sex and we don't have conversation. How am I really getting to know you? Right. How am I getting to know you deeper? Because the, the Victoria that I know now is different than the Victoria that I knew way different in 2014. And I think like it's, visibly evident to each other. I feel like I feel the same way about you. You don't even look the same as when I first met you. When we first started dating, you look nothing like that anymore. I look nothing like I used to look. I don't. I look back and I'm like, ugh. And that's why every like, every Cam, marriage... Why was you looking like that, Cam? I mean, you were cute. But you're better now. Every year, I love you more and you get more attractive every year and i don't think it's just like a physical thing i think it literally just has to do with how we go through things we come out victorious and then you just look better every year but that builds up that like now i'm able to really be vulnerable with cam and talk to him about sex and not feel weird or i can be more vocal if you know what i mean i just feel like i can be more physically and emotionally vulnerable because of the fact that we've gone through so much for people who ask about like how do you get over the stigmas I guess once you get married like how do you get over the stigmas of sex being shameful and you shouldn't talk about this you shouldn't do that blah 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 it takes time to unwire those thoughts it's the same thing with like getting your purity back it's like you you have to work through those emotions and feelings and let them kind of die you know it takes time for those things to go away um but i think a lot of that has to do with just experience honestly it happens with experience it happens with time when you go through things and y'all become closer it doesn't happen overnight you can't just there's no manual like there's no like yeah play by play it's a process yeah and i think people want me to expedite the process people because people are used to the way i explain things in my in my beauty videos it's like here's a step-by-step process on how to get this result right there's no way to do that in a relationship nobody can tell you this is the fourth thing the five things you need to know before you have sex on your wedding night this is what you need to do I can't do that. People do that and it's like You bro, can't you can't do that. This is not a one thing I will never do situation. is give y'all a play by play of what you should do to have sex with your spouse. Cause I'm not gonna do that. That's because everybody's different. Everybody has different experiences and you may like something that I don't. You know what I'm saying? Like I mean, I'm not finna tell you what to do. Like I'm not gonna tell you how to prepare for that. I mean, obviously there are practical things you can do to prepare your body, like your physical body, like stretch i mean but you should do that anyway (laughs) like taking care of your body and being healthy those are things you should do anyway you know what i mean like that that stuff you should already be doing you shouldn't prepare just because you about to have sex like you should actually be taking care of yourself regardless so i'm not fit to tell you a routine that i you know what i mean what i'm trying to say is there's no play-by-play and there's no there's nothing that i can say that will define define your sex life 
for you. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to tell you this is what I do. This is what I think is okay. This is what I, because one thing I can't stand also is the, the shame that people try to put on the marriage bed where there is none. Um, there are no boundaries that you should have with your spouse. Okay. So I'm not going to tell you, you should be having it this many days and this is what you should do and what you shouldn't do. This is how you get your man to do this and blah. Like, I'm not going to do that either. I also don't believe in being in other people's beds. That's weird. It's mega weird. If there's anybody who's ever told you that you shouldn't do something in the bed with your spouse, they're weird. Don't listen to them. That's weird. Sometimes people feel like they need somebody to tell them what to do to do it right. No, communicate with so communicate with your spouse. That's something you talk to your communicate spouse with about. your spouse. And that also takes time because that takes time to express like. I don't you like know. this. I like that. Whatever. Yeah. That's I, between I feel this way. Well, I feel this way. Well, I didn't know that because, you know, you try. I'm I'm holding this stuff in. Yeah. Containers, compartments. And it's like I've been feeling like this for X, Y, Z. And then then you just blurt something out in the heat of the moment. And, he's like, and well, then now it's like, an well, offense. Dang. Now you offended. Well, I didn't know. I didn't know you've been feeling like this for six years. Okay. So here's how here's how whatever. we can alleviate that. Here's how we can alleviate that. One thing that I found that works is setting aside time, like on your date nights that you guys are supposed to be going on with your spouse, because y'all supposed to still be dating. Um, set aside time, like on date night or something, where you guys just talk openly. You know, if you need help, there are prompt cards <laughs> that we talked about on my live. There are cards. I, I will share them with you guys. If you are on YouTube, the link will be in the description box. If not, it'll be somewhere on my uh, Instagram page or whatever. I'll be sure to link them for y'all. But there are these cards that I found on um, Amazon. What, Amazon. Yes, thank you. I had a mind fart. Um, Amazon gave you little questions and you can ask your spouse these questions. Or if you want to write down your own questions, do that too. But if you feel like you can't get out what you need to get out or you want to ask a question about something and you don't know how, write it down. Find, you know, some kind of way to give it to your spouse in a way that'll be helpful to you. However you communicate best. Because sometimes people aren't good at verbally saying things. Like I've had to learn. There's a lot of times in my marriage I wrote Cam letters like the actual letter, like a note. Like I typed it out, printed it out, put it on his desk. Cause I'm like, I don't know how to verbally say this. So I'm going to do what I know how to do best, which is write things down. So I wrote it down, I gave it to him and he read it. And he was like, oh, I didn't know you felt like that. Well, there you go. You know, so if that helps, if you can't talk about it openly yet, you write, write it down. That may be cute to him. He may like that. It may turn him on or something. Because you have to... However you express yourself, you have to express it. You have to get it out. So in that instance, like I grew up in a house where we use our words. She grew up in a house where they're touchy-feely. Right. I grew up in a house where I wasn't touchy-feely. So I'm going to use my words. So then when she wasn't using her words, I was frustrated because I'm like, use your words. Because this is how I was raised. And she was like, well, you should touch me. And I'm like, well, I wasn't raised like that. And so, you know, we, I use my words to express how I felt. She wrote because she's. That's how she expressed her feelings. And mm-hmm. then I read the letter. I was like, wow, like, man, like, man, that you expressed yourself and I'm reading it and I know you. So I'm reading it in your voice and I'm, I'm feeling, I'm, you're putting me in your shoes to understand how you're feeling. Yeah. And that is intimacy. That's intimacy. And over time it changed. That's I was intimacy. able to express myself more. That's communication. That's, that's the communication. communication. That's going, that's going to help you in the long run. Bro. Yeah. 
Yeah. However you have to get it out. It's going to help. We want y'all to succeed and excel in your marriages and your future marriages uh, and your future relationships. Mm -hmm. Because, man, we we need people. God uses people to bless us. Yeah. So. Yeah. And and, you know, I always say this just because my life went a certain way doesn't mean that yours is going to be the same way. So everybody has their own process, but we're here for you. Okay. We are here for you. We're not here to, to make anyone feel like they doing life wrong and all of that stuff. Listen, we just here to give you the real. All right. We, this is what we believe. Mm -hmm. If you want to believe something different, that's fine. But we just talking from our perspective. Okay. And if you have more questions, you can definitely ask questions. We're both open books here. We don't, we ain't going to be like, you should have did this and you was wrong for doing that and you ain't doing it right. Like, it ain't ever going to be us. So like I said, if, if you have more questions, we'd be happy to do a question and answer after this video. If you have more questions, um, I think we figured out a way to have people chat with us in the podcasts not chat but like leave messages and we answer them um so we can do that as well because i know this is one of those topics where it can keep going yeah. you know what i mean yep. um so of course this is not the last time we'll talk about sex because i think it's very important especially in marriage so um yeah we just want to make sure that you guys are helped in any way possible so be sure to follow our instagram page at everything is we follow us individually even though we're together, but follow us individually as well at Victorious Logan at Cameron J Logan. Um, be sure to follow Life with the Logans to see more behind the scenes of our life and how we are just on a regular daily day basis. Um, and that's it. I hope that you guys enjoyed this. We'll talk to y'all in our next one. All right. Love y'all. Peace. Love